is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, November 8th, 2019, season 15, episode number 78. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It's our opportunity to get you guys ready for the upcoming game. Cowboys play the Vikings this Sunday. It is a Sunday night football game. And by the end of this show, you guys will know exactly what's going to happen because these guys are going to tell you exactly what's going to happen this Sunday. Let's start first by talking about some injuries. we got to talk about Amari Cooper. Uh, Had an MRI. What are the results? And what should we expect from him this weekend? The results, actually, nobody knows what the results are because Amari himself said he forgot. He just said he He asked. forgot the results? He was basically like, uh, all that's really complicated, which I sort of get because you're like, well, it was negative, positive. Like, his positive, positive's bad and negative's good. You know, like, it is kind of confusing. He literally said, he asked the doctors, is it manageable? Can I play through it? And they were like, yeah. And he was like, cool, then let's, you know. let's do it. All right, let's go. 550. That's when we'll. That's when the inactives come out, and I I would imagine it'll be all the way through that. You know, the, he'll be out there and try to give it a go and see how much. Because he said he, he can try to manage it, and that's managing is is the pain. So, you know, you're gonna hear a report that says he's not playing. Probably you're gonna hear a report that says he is playing. You know, he was out from- there. He was out there this morning. I I hesitate to say he like practiced because first of all, we only see 15 minutes. And second of all, he didn't put on a helmet during that stretch. He was, you know, the, he was working with Britt Brown, the uh, the rehab director, doing stretching and getting himself right. And Brett Besh was helping him stretch his hamstrings out. I didn't see him do anything football related in the 20 minutes we were there. So, mm-hmm. but he was out there. So I assume that means he's going to try something when you know practice is going on right now. Hopefully, he's doing something. But definitely not making the same mistake in the game against the Jets when you chose to keep the receivers that you did and not make was, somebody I else. I was about to active. say that, yeah, too. <laughs> I have that written down as a part of inactives, but I guess that's the point I was going to make, too, before we get to inactives is you look at this, and, and, and there have been two games now where he's kind of felt injured, felt injured at the early parts of the game. One he was able to play, one he wasn't. So regardless of how he plays or how he looks or feels at the beginning of the game, that might not also be the dictator of how much he's going to play if he gets into the game and immediately something happens to where it just seems like this is not not a for sure thing one way or the other. My depth is going to be Limited some somehow some way. I, I, I'm going some other position is going to get cut because of this week because I need my best route runner, whoever that is between Devin Smith and Cedric Wilson to be active for this game. Okay, and and you have to cut another cut down another position. Okay, not cut. No, I'm not cut down. Yeah, yeah. I was to like, 46. Wait, we're cutting somebody. Yeah, no. I hear you. Okay, so so real quick, let's just catch up on a couple other injured injured guys. Uh, there were several guys that were limited. 
Cam Fleming still has not practiced. My assumption he's definitely going to be out. But Nick jokes about it, but like, yeah, calf injuries must suck. They I mean, suck bad. It hasn't. He knows. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> they but, suck when you don't rehab it at all. I was going to say, no but offense it, to Nick, yeah, but right. you, no offense to Nick, but you would have thought like a pro football player with access to all this stuff. Like I, yeah, I don't want to say I'm surprised he's not out there, but clearly it is. It's it's a, a, a big thing for him to get back from. Well, he mine's heard been it two weeks ago. Mine's been five months, and I still feel it now. I, now you're forty plus. Yeah, right. age little plays limited, a role. Yeah, there. little limited on no the doubt. level and, of athleticism. And not like a non-athlete. Right. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent. Yeah. So, I, so I it's get a little that. different, but yeah. But Britt and Jim both said I could go in there and do some. I forgot what it was called, but some Damn. kind of. Uh, no. Okay. No, I, I forgot exactly what it was, but it basically just kind of like drains out, you know, the swelling and stuff like that. Yeah. That's what Cam like Fleming has been doing. Like as a needle drain out? Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. But Cam Fleming's been doing that, I'm sure. It's okay. just, it, it takes a little bit. He's, st- he's out. He's he's not playing this week. Okay. <laughs> All right, so. That's, I mean, I'm just saying. That. Well, I'm just right, saying, like, they're true. true, though. Typically, you're, like, guessing, like, well, he was limited. What does that mean? Like, no. This he is one that's pretty clear. Two weeks. Brennan Knight, he's in. So, let's talk about these limited guys. I want to talk about Jeff Heath and Leighton Vanderash, particularly, because I think the other guys... Lyle Collins, Sean Lee, Zach yeah. Martin, Tyron Smith. It seems like these are just kind of things that are going to be around for them. Let's talk about those other two, though. Jeff Heath and Leighton Vanderesh. Vanderesh, I mean, Jerry said on the radio today on the, on the fan that he, he expects him to be out there and, and ready to go. And I think Jeff Heath is the same. He's been practicing all week. He was, I mean, he was Stitches all three. on the knee. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, That's interesting when you think about it because yeah. it's not it's not your head. It's not your thigh. It's a, it's a It bends. It bends. That's exactly it right. It doesn't feel good. So when you talk about stitches, that's where you start wondering. Like, is it? I, I would think mentally, I'm all. I would always be thinking, is that going to break? Like, is a stitch going to break? Because I'm constantly having to move. You don't want to move it because you got stitches there, right? You so that Kurt sure, that's weird. Is gonna be uh, running they glue it up too. No idea. Glue it and stitch it. Yeah. You but I wonder Derek if mentally what though, Kurt Schilling means. Like, yeah, yeah, he had the bloody sock. Okay, yeah, good. even Come Derek on, knows man. that. Come on, man. For what team? Philly? Oh my God! <laughs> he did pitch for Philly. He did pitch for Philly. When did that happen? He was Red with Sox. Red Sox. Red Sox. Okay. Right. Yeah, I did know that, and I just. Okay. Um, <laughs> but hey, I, I have seen some people on Twitter be excited about poor Jeff Heath getting injured and the possibility of seeing more of Darian Thompson. Do mm-hmm. you guys really think that Darian Thompson could be? Noticeably better. Was he better last week? Okay, okay, but he made some plays last week, didn't he? I think he's better. I do too. I kind of think he is better. You know, sometimes you have a good game and that's just that. Right, and that's the thing. Could it be constant? You could be you could be two weeks from now and let's say Darian Thompson played all those games, and you're right, we might be talking about him the same way that we've talked about Jeff Heath when he's had bad moments, right? I mean, that could happen. I'm just saying in that one game sample size. I thought Darian Thompson played really well. I think he did too, but I think that's a classic case of like small sample size bias. Like True. what did what did Darian Thompson do that was great besides fall on a fumble? Which he gets credit Which kinda for. Which kind of works. I got to play. Do that. So what is Jeff Heath's best quality? He's around the ball. Like True. He does stuff like that True. all the time. So but, but also falling on a fumble for me doesn't convince me that he's better than Jeff Heath. No, but that, also there was safety. another play. There was another play on on the goal line where they stopped him for like a two yard loss. Mm-hmm. He was the guy darting in there. Now, mm-hmm. That is not a play I've he, seen. Jeff and either. he actually did that against the Dolphins too. Yeah, he was yeah. in on a play L- like that. A little bit I'm more not bad. Yeah. Okay, but and it puts Jeff Heath in in the, his best position, which is full time, hundred percent special teams player, and then a nickel dime player. On so, the do defense. you think Darian starts this week? I think Heath will be active. If Heath is if Let's Heath is active. 
I don't think this coaching staff doesn't make him the starter. Yeah, I kind of agree. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Darian Thompson did enough to where they have to do that, and I don't think if they have to do that, they would. I mean, again, we know how much they value veterans. They value their veterans, and it takes a lot. It takes a guy really playing his butt off for them to feel like they have to not make the move. But I think I don't think there's any way that he's not the starter. Okay. But I will also say this about a safety. Sometimes with a safety, the when you finish watching a game, if you haven't seen, like you haven't heard their name, sometimes that's as much of a – a thing that they had a great game right. as as seeing some Absolutely. of those plays. Yeah. Because think about when we when we typically have a problem with Jeff Heath, it's because he missed an angle and, and didn't get a tackle. He missed a tackle. He missed a, a an assignment. Whatever it is, it's it's it ends up being a really big play. So if you're not giving up those kinds of things, then you're doing what you should be doing as a safety. Safeties right? are just like offensive yeah. linemen. Yep. Um so I don't yeah, it's interesting. I don't I mean no, Jeff Heath's tough as nails. Like he, I mean, if he can move his leg, he's gonna play. And yeah, I think you're right. Like if he's healthy enough to be active, then he'll probably start. The but inter- I, I do like having Darian Thompson available. The interesting thing will be is even though I believe Jeff will start, how much do they start mixing those guys in and out? Yeah. Do, you, do we start seeing Darian Thompson out there a little bit more? That can be a, a significant thing. And, and certainly when you go into this off season, you think about what can happen next year. We could start seeing some of that this year. I think. All right, let's, uh, based on that then, let's get to the inactives. We've said Cam Fleming's definitely out. Uh, my assumption is Redmond, Gifford, Jackson, and Hill will also be out. That gets you to five, Yep. right? Who are the last two? Because last week you had Devin Smith and Cedric Wilson. You guys just talk about the receiver position. You don't feel comfortable with both of those guys being inactive. The presumption one of them would be, I would think. Who would you keep? Who would you keep? Yeah. Well, mm. let's throw this just throw this out there i mean they they're gonna have a better feel on it too so if they feel confident about cooper you could sit them both like remember it really bit them against the jets because cobb wasn't playing either cobb's fine so they could sit smith and wilson if they want to do you feel comfortable with that no all right i would i would bring up devin smith he's like more valuable as like an x slash downfield receiver than than wilson the question is not as versatile yeah he fills that role a little better you do have cobb and if something happens to Cooper or any of the receivers, how much of a difference is it between Vintel Bryant and the you know the best guy you've got, Smith or Wilson? I've never seen Vintel Bryant do anything actually wide receiver like. He was on the field of the Jets game in the goal line. He had to go out there, and they didn't throw it to him, of course. Okay, but I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, is it worth? I mean, is it worth just keeping him out? You do have that receiver out there, so maybe they don't put another guy up and just they, say, yeah, I mean, depending I, on his I wouldn't be shocked if they put them both down. They've, I mean, not saying I agree with it, but that wouldn't surprise me. I think a spot you have to consider at some point, I don't know if this coaching staff will do it, but Dalton Schultz isn't giving you anything anywhere. He's not giving you anything on I offense. I keep forgetting about him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's not what you want to hear. Yeah, that's not good at all. He's just I'm, not. He's not providing anything on offense at all. He, I think he played one snap last week, and then on special teams, um, he he gave up a, a play down the field that Pollard got tackled, and he just missed his block. He's not on a lot of special teams um, positions or you know teams. So, you know, he hasn't never he has never really done anything. Do you not think even they would at do training that, camp. I, I don't, but I, I was told today that very few teams, just a handful of teams, dress five, uh, eight linemen and three tight ends. 
It's just they just don't. They don't usually do eleven. That's a really good point because like I'm sitting here thinking like, well, if something happens to Jarwin or Witten, you need that third tight end, or you'd probably like to have one. But I mean, Joe Looney. Looney or, can go in there and do it. And by the way, Sufilo. by the way, right now they're doing twenty-one personnel as much as they're doing. Yeah. 12 personnel or 13 personnel. I mean, I they're not doing a lot of 13 But do at we all. all agree that that seems unlikely? It does. Yeah. But I didn't I, see practice I think today. it's worth— I, mean, I, I bet Schultz was out there doing special teams yeah. stuff. So. I mean, yeah, he's out there, but was he on the teams that are going to play? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is a game where I'd love to see said I'd love to see Devin Smith active because I do think this is a game where they're going to probably have some challenges stopping the, uh, trying to run the ball. This is a really good front, and your best option may be to throw the ball— and way, one way to loosen it up a bit is to get downfield. No so doubt about that. I, I actually, for the purposes of protecting myself with Cooper, but also for the purposes of just giving me another weapon to use, maybe downfield, I think I'd ra- I'd like to see him out there this week. So yeah. I think if they – so they'll either sit both of those receivers or they'll bring one up, and then I would think your seventh inactive would be Donovan Wilson in that scenario. Safety. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we will get into a couple questions I have for these guys. We'll also take some uh, calls if you have them uh, today. You can call us 888-855-2297. Again, 888-855-2297. This is The Break. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this... the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. S. Give me an Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Back to the break. November the 9th. That's actually tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tomorrow night. Happy birthday, Mom. Tocitos Championship Plaza is where you want to be. It's the Salute to Service Plaza Party. Enjoy the entertainment, military ceremonies, Cowboys alumni autographs, 
David Hellman will be out there if LSU wins. Nah. After the event <laughs> festivities, the Star will be hosting the top two Madden players as they face off in the EA Sports Madden NFL 20 Club Championship presented by Spire. I wonder if William Boykins is in that group. Maybe. No, he's he says not. he's a pretty good Madden player. I thought yeah, he top I don't two think world. he can play with Maybe. these guys. Maybe. Admission and parking are free. Danny Sarek will be hosting the event. Danny Mc- Craig will be out there. He'll be excited after the LSU victory. Actually, one of the things that's really uh, cool about this event is I think that that I'm talking uh, like that for that final. Yeah, he does. For that final, I think they're going to have actually they're going to have Brad Sham and I want to say it's Christy. I think it's Barry Church and Danny McCray calling the final game. Like so, the Madden players are playing. They're calling it as though it's a Cowboys game, which makes it kind of cool. So I hope fun. they don't talk over the people that are talking because that is entertaining to me. Yeah. I catch it sometimes on ESPN when like these two guys are going at it and they're just yelling and they're like, "Why are you cheating me, bro?" You know, like like the computer is cheating them. I, just, I love when they get excited like that. Yeah. But we'll also be streaming that uh, across our channels, our website, mobile app, um, some of okay. our social channels as well. So if you guys are Can't not in the it. Dallas area. And you want to be able to check it out? That's a good place to check it out if you're Madden head like I am. Then that'll be kind of fun. I beat Dana at training camp on Madden. You did? One time, yeah. I didn't know you played Madden. Well, one of those guys, one of those player guys, was helping me. Complexity. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so a professional, a professional yeah, I was gamer a professional. was helping but you. He was, the, she, she was getting some tips too. Oh, okay. But, okay. Yeah. But you won. Yes, I did. All right. All right, let's jump back in. I have a couple of questions for you guys uh, before we get to some phone calls. Remember, you guys can call us 888-855-2297. I was looking at the the numbers of the the kicker. We talk about the offense and the defense uh, through extensively on Wednesday and Thursday every week. Uh, But this week, I thought it's interesting when you look at these kickers. Dan Bailey, obviously, was with the Cowboys for many years. Uh, Cowboys uh, cut him heading into last season. didn't really have a great year last year, but this year, kicking pretty well. Right now, he's ranked ranked 11 among kickers um, as far as his field goal percentage. He is um, 87% overall. So only two misses came between 40 and 49, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Three to five. He's three of five in, in that range. All the others, he's uh, he's been perfect. Um, Brett Maher, on the other hand, for the Cowboys, 72%. Uh, he is now ranked 27th in the NFL um, he's missed uh, one at a 30 to 39 range, and then he's uh, four of seven, 50 plus, which again, that's very, very okay. 50 plus is, is never going to be a gimme. That all being said, you have to also throw in the well, fact that what, Dan. What are the, the amounts of attempts for each of them? Both of them have attempted. I thought Bailey kicked no. 15 and Maher kicked 18, yeah. right? Yeah, something like that. They're they were both close. made 13. Oh, okay. right. 13 of 15, 13 of 18. And then in extra points, this was something that was really interesting. Brett Maher's been perfect in extra points, 26 of 26. Uh, Bailey has been 25 of 27. He has missed two extra points. My question for you guys I know that. Most of you, if not all of you, were really surprised when the Cowboys made the move that they made uh, heading into the season last year. Do you think the Cowboys should have been more patient with Dan Bailey? No. I mean, I'm surprised at the time. He caught us off guard, and we were surprised for different reasons because we you spend a whole month at training camp and watching practice and kind of all felt like we kind of not got burned by them, but just kind of got burned by not – well, you, you didn't. They didn't even allow him to get in those preseason games, and uh, did, well, well, did he? That you're right, but I the phrasing the, I, is a little weird because, from what I've been told, and I think we've all kind of been told, 
is Dan didn't really want some of that the, that competition. Dan didn't want some kicks if it's not the holder and snapper that he wanted. So he didn't really want to compete. But it's like, okay, it's not up to you. Like, if I'm your coach and I'm telling you, go out there and kick the ball, you go out there and kick the ball. That's <laughs> as simple Amber. as that. I'd love to make her a coach. That'd be kind of fun. Awesome. But it's That's very true. simple. I mean, it's not especially the when you had the, the, the second half of the season that he had where he was struggling and coming back from that injury. I mean, it's not up to you. You go out... I, get it that oh let me have uh, somebody my guy holding the ball here that I've trusted for all these years I'm no no like well but that's here's not the deal. how it works here's the deal you're right but ultimately if they didn't make him go out there and kick he was still held accountable for not wanting to kick because they ended up making the move right so you can either go kick under whatever circumstances or it's gonna you're gonna be judged by the fact that you were unwilling to kick in some of those circumstances that's yeah I mean I don't really think the fact that like they didn't they didn't cut Dan because he like just severely dropped off in his ability to kick. He lost the confidence of the coaching staff for whatever. Well, for that reason, I mean, like he, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like what we've heard is that he was like squeamish about it, basically. Like, and I totally understand why that would scare a coaching staff. Like, if you think your kicker's like afraid. That's not that good mentality for anybody. that you just said. It works on just about every position. Go out there and play linebacker and make the play. But mentally, as a kicker, they're trying to massage that at the same time. And and then let's not let's not forget that money is always a factor here. And yeah. it was there three million and five hundred thousand. So I don't know. Yeah. all right, yes or no? Did they like, did they make a mistake? That's what you're asking. Yeah. Did they make yeah. a mistake? No, they Dan? didn't make a mistake. Yeah. No. They didn't because not. Dan was terrible last year too. Right, and that's the part. Like I go back to is even if you play it play it through, and the Cowboys let him continue to be their kicker last year, he was not very good last year. And I think by the end of the season, Cowboys have been like, "That's two straight years. Yeah. We got to make a move." So they still would have made the decision that they ended up making. They just made it a, a, yeah, a little early. Cut the yeah. other thing too is like. This is a long trend in football of like a kick, like uh, you could have a great kicker, he loses it, he gets cut, he goes somewhere else, and kind of you know, the change of scenery. It's so, it's such a mental position like yeah. the change of scenery, the change of people that you're working with, new relationships. I think, you know, Hauschka is a name that comes to mind. Like he was great in Seattle for so mm-hmm. long, got cut, fell out of favor, went and succeeded with the Bills and a couple of other places. Probably Gold. Robbie Gold, um, who's the guy that was in Philly forever? That's going to oh, drive me yeah, crazy. Same thing. Acres. Yeah. No. Acres, yeah. yeah. They cut him, and he went on and had second life in San Francisco. It's just a thing that happens. So well, He still is an eagle because he went out there and tried to punk the Cowboys. He did. He he sounded like a 12-year-old boy <laughs> when he did it, but he did. Maybe more like 11, but um, good try. But, yeah, I, I mean, no. Ben I don't. Terry. I was hurt by it. I guess it's. I was hurt. Oh, we know you still have his poster at no, your desk. I, we know. I, no, I Did moved you take on. It down? I okay. moved on. I, I replaced it with this year's schedule, so he's no longer part of but my you're still desk decoration. Uh, I think I'm over it. It, it was a breakup <laughs> that lasted a while, but I'm over it. <laughs> you're I, good now. It was just one unexpected, and two, obviously, I, I wasn't part of those conversations that they were having. I don't know how he was behaving or responding to everything, but. My from the things that I did get to see, what bothered me was the fact that we didn't really get to see anything as far as giving him a chance. But like Nick was talking about, did he want to get that chance? Yeah. That, that's the question. You know but, what? It, sorry, cut no, you off. But, you know no, what? It actually reminds me of thinking about it. It reminds me of when they cut where is like mm-hmm. he's one of the best to ever do it at his position. It's disappointing 
that it had to be done. It was probably for the best. Sucks to go see him succeed. I'm not sure. Like, where wouldn't have been the guy he was in Denver here? He didn't have the help. Well, they, but not only that, they used him differently in Denver. He wasn't there every down. No, that's what I'm saying. He needed to be on a line with a guy like Von Miller to kind of free him up and Mm -hmm. not be the focal point of the pass rush. So you see him get 30 sacks in three years with Denver, and you're like, damn, the Cowboys screwed up. Or did they? Because, like, you're taking that cap hit, and I don't think he would have produced like that here. So it's disappointing, but I don't necessarily think they played it the wrong way. And yep. I think it's kind of similar with Bailey. Yeah. And, and ba- I think everybody wants him to do well except for Sunday. You know, he can yeah. shank a couple and he'll be fine if, if that happens on <laughs> and, Sunday. But and the fact I like him. Everyone likes Dan. Yeah, good yeah. guy. The fact of the matter is you look at Mars' numbers, and I, I, as I was going through this and really paying attention to them, he's actually had a really good year. And, and the reason why I say that, his percentage seems down at 72%, 27th in the league. The issue is – Three of his miss, three of the four misses he has right now are fifty plus. They are. That not means afraid. they have a lot of confidence in him to make those. <laughs> they are not afraid to not, throw him out there on right. the forty yard line. But that's not a gimme, and no. so for anybody to hold that against him, especially yeah. when he's converted two sixty plus yarders, yeah. it's almost like you look that as a wash. In watch, my opinion, he's only had one miss this year that I look at. I'm like, you should have made that. Joe, that's pretty good. Last night's game, yes, part of. Um, you know, the missed extra point, that was big for the Raiders, you know, and Bisaccia almost lost his mind, or, or Gruden <laughs> lost his mind on Bisaccia. But, you know, you get to the – okay, it gives the Chargers a chance. Ball's at the 25-yard line. You know, they didn't do anything. But it, if you're the Cowboys, you're like, we got to get to the 45-yard line. we got to get to the 45-yard line for a 62-yard attempt. You know, still low percentage, but he can make a 62, maybe even further than that. Yeah. And so – that that is a weapon. That it is a weapon before into the game, into the half to get to that point in the field. That's not something that, that you have the luxury with Bailey. With Bailey, you got to get to the uh, he could fifty seven maybe thirty. So I think his I think his career long was fifty six. Sounds about right. But I mean, in the game, you're gonna try. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna watch. What that if this tomorrow. game comes down to well, that's a kick and war just between kickers? Like yeah. I'm, yeah, it will. Oh. I, I, I actually totally expect that this is gonna be so close that the kickers are gonna ultimately decide this game. I just hope you know. Mm. It, you're right. Like I, what Maher's ten of fourteen, or like he's he's kicked so many kicks from fifty plus. How many is yeah, it? Four, four of seven. From four of seven. Plus. Excuse yeah. me. So that's great. And I don't. Yeah, I don't hold those against them. Right. But hopefully. Uh, I, yeah, just no misses from inside 40. Right, which and he's is only what, had one of those this year. Which, he hasn't kicked that many from that close range either. Yeah, like, right. they've been good enough in the red zone that good they point. haven't been putting that on him. Good that's point. true. 20. And hopefully they don't. <laughs> right. Because that's, that's, yeah. that's, that was the thing that's like, nobody's mad at Brett Maher for missing from 50-plus. People get upset when you miss 36-yarders. Right. So that's and, and that scoring may, touchdowns in the red zone. That may also be the reason why he is a perfect fit for this offense. If they can play like that to where when they get in those areas, they're actually converting touchdowns. And what you really get from him is the benefit of that weapon that's back there kicking 62 yarders. Then maybe that's a perfect fit for what this offense does. And you don't have to worry about, like Dave said, those Are we picking games? We are. We're just about to get to that. (laughs) A lot of kicker talk. I know we are. It's justified when Dan Bailey's playing the Cowboys, though. Absolutely. Okay, so let's go around the table. Give me some uh, some predictions for this game. We're going to start with you, Amber. (laughs) Why? I hate (laughs) predictions. Because you had the look on your face? No. (laughs) 
<laughs> I hate predicting. You know what? I was upset earlier this week. You guys on that side of the room didn't necessarily agree with me and Dave on the type of game we saw against mm -hmm. the Giants. I was upset, but this is what always happens. I end up getting over it towards this point, <laughs> towards Friday or so. I start uh -huh. believing in the Cowboys once again. I'm excited about them. So I expect them to go out there, perform good enough to for them to win the game. I do think that we're going to be talking about both kickers throughout the game, and that's probably going to be one of the headline, headlines that night. But Cowboys win um, by, an, by a field goal. By a field goal. Don't ask me final score. Right. I don't care. They just win by a field goal. All right, Dave. Two remarkably similar teams, very strong defenses, good against the run, two very great running games. Strength on strength. So what are the differences? I think the Cowboys secondary is better equipped to handle a Vikings passing game that doesn't have Thielen than the Vikings secondary. I'm, I'm assuming Cooper's going to play. Yeah, that's that's big, for all. It, yeah. it is that would be yeah, huge. Yeah. It is big. And honestly, if he, you know, if word comes down that he's not going to play, I'll change my pick. I think it's that big of a deal. I agree. Um, I'm assuming he's going to play. And so... Cowboys passing attack against the Vikings secondary is a bigger strength than vice versa. Also, I don't believe in Kirk Cousins in the clutch. I just don't. And I like there's no way to quantify that with stats, but I don't trust him to come through in a moment like that. I absolutely trust Dak Prescott to do that. Um and I think that'll make the difference. I think it'll be pretty dramatic. I don't know if it comes down to like a field goal, but you know, 20 27 to 23 you know one possession game in the fourth quarter but i think the cowboys win if right. if cooper plays nick yep um i was gonna say 24 21 eight field goals to seven for maher but i'm i think that actually i think the cooper thing is huge if he plays if he doesn't um i think i've got the same game dave's got but the cowboys will score another touchdown there i've got 34 23 they're better than the vikings i don't believe in kirk cousins either and i think they've proven they can shut down a big time back that'll be the focus i don't know if the vikings have these other weapons that'll hurt them if they commit to that this team can rush with four guys now and that'll be huge uh, so I think I think the Cowboys won 34-23. That means a few field goals there for Maher, unless right. he misses an extra point. I think this game, uh, I agree with you guys that I think these teams are, are really, really similar. Um, but I think the story we'll be talking about on Monday will be about these, t these two defenses. I think it'll be the kind of game that we saw when the Cowboys played the Saints. I think these two defenses are going to make that it That low very, scoring? Very, not that low scoring, but it's going to be low scoring. I actually think that this is going to be one of those games that, are gonna, that the defenses will be what what is the storyline come Monday? Uh, because I don't think either team will run particularly well against these other the other defense. Do they and keep because of that, getting turnovers? Well, that's the part. I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying they're going to be turnovers. I don't think they're going to run. I don't think either team's going to run particularly well. I saw what the Cowboys did last week to Saquon, Saquon Barkley, um, and this kind of defense. You saw what it did to um, what it did to Zeke when they played the Saints. So I think there are ways to stop these two running games. They're both high-powered running games, but I think they get slowed down. I think the points that are scored are going to have to be scored through the air. I think it's 2016 final Cowboys win, uh, but the, the, I the like defense. That. That's is, a good. That's a that sounds right. The defenses are going to be the story of this game. Uh, what's wrong with us? Like this is a five and three team, and we're just we're just every week. It's about the expectations that we went into this year thinking they were so good, and I think I, I think we're still for me anyway. I'll speak for myself, thinking they were so good, and my expectations are still that 
they're going to get this thing rolling. And I just, I, maybe yeah. it's just me. No, no but that's, that's what, exactly that's what how I, I feel. can't I'm get like, out of my head right now is they're going to get this thing rolling. I think the Vikings are full of names, honestly. I think they got a lot of names on defense. They got a name at quarterback because he makes a, a ton of money. To play devil's advocate, could they're very good. They get a lot of points. Couldn't you say that about yes, the Cowboys? Yes, you can. Okay. They're, they're at home, and they they're going to play well at home on Sunday night. And I think that they'll they'll win. I think they'll score some points. I don't think. Look at the Vikings. They're not shutting people down. Well, they're they're only a lot, giving up what seventeen points a game. I mean, it's not a lot. Seventeen point six, I think. Yeah, but yeah. they're not a lot. They got the so number one team in the in, I the, just, in the NFL coming in. I mean, true. they got the number one team. I very can't, true. I can't reconcile the difference between who the Cowboys have been and who I think they can be, and so I just keep, yeah. I just keep, I'm with betting you. on black that it's going to hit, and yeah. hopefully I don't look stupid on Monday. But I really do <laughs> a plan at home. I just, yeah, I think they're better. All right, we'll be back on Monday to tell you what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?